Welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hi, this is Angie Reno. Welcome back. So wanted to talk today about control, but before I get into that, because actually we could keep it real short, and I could just tell you that it doesn't exist, but <laughs> I'm going to go into it a little bit more uh, in detail because it is important to talk about control when it relates to the process of recovery. But before I do that, I want to reiterate, this is a podcast based on my experience as a parent. And I do want to speak to how we can really influence and and support the qualifier in our lives, whether that's your own child, a stepchild, your grandchild, a foster child, somebody that you've been asked to take care of. And the focus is really on how we as that parent figure can help those we love in recovery. And it really does a time and time and time again, I do come back to what we can control, and I'm going to talk about that in this podcast, is doing our own work. Step one is a really important step. There is a reason that it stands the test of time because we really can't control addiction. There are so many TED Talks on addiction. I'm going to put some really good ones in the show notes, and I'm going to reference them on my Instagram. They really come from the person, and I use substance use disorder, I use SUD, but a lot of people in recovery, they prefer to call themselves addicts. That's not what I'm comfortable saying, and that's okay, but you will hear you know, interviews, especially with some very well-known people who have recovered, like the Jamie Lee Curtis's of the world or Mackenzie Phillips, both of whom are doing work in trying to really talk about the need to get away from stigmatizing addiction. But again, going back to that is their call to call themselves whatever they want to call themselves. I personally believe that the term SUD is the way to go. I'm going to talk to you, the listener, about control. It is an elusive mistress. Don't believe her. Don't go down that path. You don't have it. Actually, we can just end here because you don't have control over somebody's addiction. Nobody does. That's the reason for doing the dopamine episode. You get into the neuroscience of addiction and it is clear that, man, as family members supporting somebody who's trying to recover, the best thing we can do is work on ourselves. So let's talk about that a little bit. As I started this journey, one of the first books that was recommended to me was Trauma and the 12 Steps by Jamie Marich, PhD. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I will put a link in the show notes. It's a, She calls it an inclusive guide to enhancing recovery because what she does is she takes in the aspect of trauma in addition to addiction. I could relate to this and because as I've told you in the first How I Got Here episode, I did have big T trauma in my childhood. And the more that I'm working with my NARM, Neural Effective Relational Model Therapist, the more I'm realizing that I do have, I do have challenges within my attachment survival style. 
which is directly related to my childhood trauma. Okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm not going to get into that right now because my focus is on how does that play into helping the family member, the qualifier? Well, it's it's pretty significant, actually. And um, the the aspect of step one of being powerless, being unable to manage, quote unquote, addiction or the chaos or the life that is around the person that is challenged with SUDs. It's an interesting dichotomy because as we're looking at our qualifier, if we do not hold up a mirror and look at ourselves as in regards to how we're interacting or being activated, then we're doing everybody around us, including ourselves, a disservice. So one of the things that Jamie highlights here is we must recognize that even in long-term recovery or in our professional lives, continuing to address our own wounds in a healthy way as life delivers them is vital. We deserve this level of care, and so do the people we serve. You know, I bought this book because it is a, a coaching guideline to therapists working in recovery. And I was so impressed by the enormity of, of those two sentences because she does a direct call out to those who are serving the community of recovery and never <laughs> being relentless and never stopping your own therapy, your own therapeutic evolution. And uh, yeah, I, f- I felt that was really, really powerful. The book offers some great insight and uh, I can't recommend it enough. So again, that was one thing that I wanted to highlight in this podcast, because why would we think we have the ability to control somebody who is being challenged with substance use disorder when we haven't first taken a good assessment of ourselves? And that's addressed in the, in the 12 step program as well. And we'll get into that, the, the <laughs> self inventory. I do have recovery humor and you're going to have to bear with me because I know for a fact that that, that self assessment, my own, taking my own inventory was brutal. I, I hated it, but it helped me. So yeah. All right. Another call out that I wanted to make was again from Madeline Levine, PhD, her book, The Price of Privilege. And she emphasizes three styles, authoritarian, permissive, and authoritative. Authoritative is completely different from authoritarian, where the authoritarian parent is very controlling. And as she warms up to those descriptions, the paragraph leading up to getting into the three styles One of the things she says is, while many things are beyond our control, ranging from our child's genetics to the pervasiveness of the consumer culture peddled by the media, the one thing we do have control over is how we parent. Again, this is emphasizing that the one thing that we have control over is our own selves. And, you know, even that is questionable sometimes, because I know if you're a parent like me, You've lost control. I know I have. I'm much better than I used to be, even looking back one year later. And what has served me well is the recovery community, being surrounded by other parents who are trying to grow and understand themselves and 
create a safe space, not only for their family, but also creating a safe space for their own selves. I'm working on that right now. I want to be safe inside my own head. I don't want to spin out of control and worry about things that I I have no influence over that might be a thousand miles or two miles away. So great book. Again, uh, not going to go into parenting styles, just wanted to emphasize the part of what we do or do not have control over. And as she says, it's it's ourselves. In so many of my podcasts, I do quote people, studies, research, and I refer to so many other people that are much more educated than I am in this aspect of studying addiction, substance use disorder, recovery. So I do have a book, Beyond Belief, Agnostic Musings for 12-Step Life. It's written by Ernest Kurtz, PhD. And one of the quotes for January is, AA was not invented. Its basics were brought to us through the experience and wisdom of many great friends. We simply borrowed and adapted their ideas. This is from Bill W. in a letter dated 1966. I'm not going to describe who Bill W. is right now. I will say he's a founder of AA. One of the most powerful readings I have ever witnessed of Bill W. And I have to pause here. Is from a leader uh, down in uh, the West Palm area of a CA group. And I attended it with my qualifier. And knowing what he has accomplished in his own life and hearing him read Bill W.'s words and describe the, the culmination of AA was just incredible. So yes, as we go into our 12-step program, as uh, the family system that supports the qualifier, I do strongly encourage those who are interested, maybe you're history buffs, I don't know, to find out how AA was, was started. So what is the first thing you can do as a parent when you find out you are in the midst of helping your child, supporting your child, through meeting the challenges of substance use disorder. It sounds crazy, but you can start taking uh, a few breaths and you can start planning. Where are your resources? I have several links on my website, www.siblinghoodofrecovery.com, on available resources at a national level for the U.S. We have so many resources that are out there at just a click or a phone call away. So you start building your resources, you're going to have to start understanding what is addiction, what is a substance use disorder, what are the options in your surrounding neighborhood available to you to start understanding what you're up against. The second most important thing that you can do is start building your community. The 12-step programs are offering Zoom meetings, which is fantastic, and try to get into whether it's Families Anonymous or Al-Anon, try to get to a 12-step meeting fairly quickly because you'll be exposed to a lot of parents at different stages in helping their own children through substance use disorder. And then you've got to start understanding maybe your own self. Get a licensed therapist as quickly as possible who is specialized in addiction. And 
this is where it gets kind of sticky and hard and uncomfortable. You're going to have to peel back the layers of what happened in your own childhood. How was your attachment style? How was your survival style? What was the family system in your own home? I know for me, I had several impacts of trauma that were substance use disorder, alcoholism. A couple of my relatives were very successful, but they still drank every day. What does that look like? What did that do for me? There's another podcast that I'm going to refer to you again, Rich Roll, when he interviewed Gabor Mate. Gabor Mate is one of the leaders in the industry of understanding addiction. Google him and just go on the ride from that point. Just it's going to (laughs) be, there's enough material out there to keep you busy for at least a couple months. I had a home improvement project a while back and I used, you know, the wood, the wood panels that you can put up as decorative. And every time I walk into that room, it gives me a really good feeling because I, I listen to Gabor Mate for at least, I, I probably listened for 11 hours and it was so insightful. But yeah, you got to go that route, start educating yourself and start understanding that this is a nuanced challenge. If your child is battling with a substance use disorder, the good thing about this situation is that you have so many resources available to you and you're not alone. You're going to hear this time and time and time again, but it has reached the point now where every single family in the U.S., most likely 99.9%, each family knows somebody who is battling addiction or who's in recovery. Yeah, I'm pretty passionate about the stigma. I walk proudly. I'm like, yep, I'm in recovery. Yep, I'm doing a podcast. Yep. Here's my website. Yes, I'm hosting a 12-step meeting. I'm in there. And I'm also working on myself as an attendee to 12-step meetings. So, and I have a licensed therapist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wonder when I have time to go to work. So yeah, I mean, it's a lot. And And the cool thing about it is the meetings, they are offered at all around the world. You can sign up for a meeting in Ireland or in Japan or Brazil. So you can work all day and then you can come home and say, hey, it's eight o'clock. I need to hit a meeting. Go to a 12-step program website and there's a very large likelihood you'll find one that you can sign on to. All right. So the big emphasis of this episode is don't even think about controlling your qualifier. It's not going to happen. You are powerless over addiction. Focus on what you can do and that is educate yourself and start understanding your own trauma, start understanding maybe your own attachment style, how you're getting activated, what you can feel that you can work on and improve on, and just take it one day at a time. Take that one step, read through it, and you're on your way. All right. So yeah, you got to get to the point where every time you hear anybody say, well, you can control this. You just know inside your heart, I can't. And that's not the right way to go. All right, that's all I got for today. It is actually the NFC playoffs. Bucks are playing the Rams. I'm an avid football fan. My team's not in there. I lived in Dallas for 20 years. I'm a big Cowboys fan. And for a quarter of a century, I've been saying, (laughs) this is the year. (laughs) It's not the year. This isn't the year. So yeah, since I'm based in Florida, I'm going to go root for the Bucks. All right, 
Have a great week. Be good to yourself. Give yourself some grace. If you're dealing with a child with an SUD, look, it's it's not easy, right? But you got people that are here for you. You have people that will support you and you can do this. You know why? Just because you can. All right. Talk to you later. Later. 